Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Double XP Podcast, your source for gaming news, details, and quirky stuff. My name is Mike, and joining me today is the one in true, Patrick. And today we are also following with two new co-hosts. We have Jake and Jovan. Hello, hello. How's it going? There we go. All right. So, one, uh, Jake and Jovan, they are on different parts of the country. Jake, you're in St. Louis, correct? That is correct. And Jovan, you're down in Miami. Sunny Miami. I am jealous of the Miami. Jovan, this is your (laughs) second episode with me, ain't it? Yes, it is. It is. is. We did everything's a beta together. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Fun show. It was. It was. It really was. Uh, All right, guys. How are y'all been doing? How's your week? Uh, Pretty dang good, man. I guess guess I've been been pretty pretty chilled out. Uh, Been working... I've been working pretty hard as as you have and your sister on this new uh, rebrand that we got going on. So uh, if you like that it, let us true. know. That if you hate true. it, don't. No, please let us know. I, I love <laughs> critical feedback. That's right. Yeah, we did a bunch of rebranding this weekend. We were going back and forth like, uh, no, change this. Uh, can you do this? No. Can you make this bolder? How about you change this font? Can you add that you know there? I don't Let's like get rid of that, that. plant. <laughs> that. Let's try this again. Yeah, we made new icons. We need new layouts. We have everything going. We updated all the social medias. That was fun. Yeah. And I am, uh, I'm satisfied with it. I like it. I do too. It looks very modern, looks chic, and looks inviting. It's a lot Super more clean. It looks like a lot more like, hey, instead of what the f- you looking at. <laughs> what, what does it look like? <laughs> it looks like what the f- you looking at. No, that's not what it looks like now. It looks like hey. No, the old one looks like what the f- you looking at. Right, but the new one we does not look like that. Where's the beep when we need it? Right. So- <laughs> Jake, you're missing out on the beep. You're it's missing only for out on the beep. Only for you guys. It's only it's only for me. Oh, boo! Get your own button. Uh, I I will use it later. Don't worry. <laughs> He's gonna uh, use it to like call me out at the very end of the show. I already I feel it. Do you? Do you feel it? I feel it. What? Spoiler alert! It won't be at the end of the show. Oh, oh, it will. <laughs> All right. All right. So. It'll be so Jake, you're brand new to everything, so give us a little rundown about yourself. Your uh, backstory with video games, your console of choice, oh. and your favorite dessert. Okay. Again, um, wow. I don't like scripts, but uh, let's see. <laughs> In gaming, since I was about three, um, it's been a very long road, uh, all the way from the NES all the way to the now Xbox One. And now I'm on PC finally, got my rig, so pretty happy with that. Um, let's see, what were the other questions? I already lost them. I'm not very uh, good at this. Uh, your console, now your favorite dessert. Okay, uh, favorite dessert, cheesecake. Cheesecake? All day, every day. Are you every a fan day. of the Cheesecake Factory? No. You are not, A very Never specific mind. type of cheesecake is what I like, but not Cheesecake New York style? What uh, down? No. Uh, well, it... People would probably hate me for it, but the Jello box cheesecake is where I go. Oh, very nice. Don't know why, but it's way better than any other cheesecake I've had. Ooh, fun. It's kind of funny. I can actually agree with Jake for once in my life. Like cheesecake is the superior. Like <laughs> it is. It is. Uh. I just like my cookies and cream, whatever. That's cookies and cream on anything is actually pretty dang awesome, though. See, it's like a go-to. It's like the basic, but the delicious. Yeah, I, I can't that. have any I of this. I'm that. allergic to milk. That's true. He is. Oh man. Oof. All right. 
So today we're going to be going over Disney wants developers to make games from their franchises. Jeff Keighley <laughs> will not be hosting E3 anymore. PS5 will reportedly cost $450 to manufacture. Yeah. Project X Cloud is coming to iPhone. And then today's big topic is we're going to be talking about the Dice Awards. So if we could, let's go ahead and jump right on into it. Patrick, do you want to take the first one off? Oh, boy. I don't even pull it up. But yes, I think. I think. Nope. Go. Somebody go. <laughs> Why is this on a... <sighs> <laughs> Oh, you talking about the first one being freaking game of the year? Listen, I was I was not. Wait, are we starting with Dice Awards? No, we're not starting with Dice Awards. We're starting with Disney. Oh, <laughs> dang it! I, I'm over here like all excited about Dice Awards. I know, me too. That's alright though. Oh, this is we'll pull this up. Going to be fun. Listen, di- okay, so Disney, which is now Disney. the owner of everything good, apparently. Um, Everything has, good and holy in the has world. Been forcing, Everything that has been was forcing good. their dang Star Wars games out to freaking EA and all their other games. They all they just license them out to single parties, and it's a big problem. But they have come out and said they want different developers to be making their games of you know all these different franchises they have out there, which is excellent because competition breeds success. Um, it it kind of I think it kind of started with the whole the Battlefront problem they had. Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely. It's it's kind of I it, it, and it's kind of been a growing thing, but uh, it's that whole uh, the loot box, basically the gambling system for kids, uh, was a big big deal, and it was pushed heavily heavily by EA, and uh, it sounds like Disney is looking at um, expanding their horizons or potentially, um, but we're gonna I, I don't know we'll have to see in the end uh i don't what i don't know is uh and maybe y'all know how how long is some of their contracts uh licensing contracts because eas i thought was up like in the next few years for the star wars for lucas uh lucas films i guess what it's all under now ain't nothing we can't google that's right yeah i'm i'm not entirely sure um i do know that Big publishers like ea and activision try and get the longest contract they can uh they try yeah. with destiny um which is what, of course, I go to and play every day. Um, right. So when they broke off, it was fantastic, but it was definitely a lengthy process, and it was really just a matter of sales for them that they were able to break away. But I'm pretty sure EA got an ironclad contract just to get that money. I would be surprised if there was a way to get out of it, well, was, especially was, after the loot box scandal. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it was like a 15-year contract. I mean, we're pushing 10 years now, just about eight years, maybe. But I can't remember. I mean, it's been so long ago. Has, has and it I don't been think, that long? Well, there's been, it's been since the new Star Wars movies, which has been seven, about seven years, eight years. I mean, it's been one every two years. So, I mean, that would be six years. Let's see. I mean, we, I mean, we could no. be halfway through a, through a contract. And if, it, if they, maybe they're on thin ice with the whole loot box thing for, for breaking, for violating contract standards or something. Yeah, it definitely looks like it was signed back in 2013, or they had a deal back then. So, man, seven, seven years. Jeez. Doesn't seem like that long, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you also have to think about like whether or not Disney's having their hands 
in some of these projects that are happening too. Oh, I would doubt because it. they don't seem to be and like that's one of the processes that possibly a lot of developers wouldn't want to go into anyways is once, you know, these companies get their try to put their hands inside like other people's work, it sort of deters them from doing what they wanted to do. Right. Um I mean we've had many cases throughout the years where like certain developers are coming up with their own ideas and then after that the publisher or even the owner of the IP comes out of nowhere and it's just like no you, we're not going to do it this way and it ends up suffering in in one way or another right so yeah. i don't know how how big of fans you are you all are of the uh, kingdom hearts series but it's been pretty successful being under square enix right is, is that who's been yeah. developing that so yeah would they would they toy around with the idea of moving that one to a different developer because that one's been, that one's been. I would be surprised if they do. Pretty, just because yeah, they have been pretty successful. Yeah, and the integrated player like NPCs from Final Fantasy series, along with Disney, it kind of makes them what yeah. they are. That, they go to a that makes Kingdom like, Hearts. Developer. Exactly. exactly. If they go anywhere else, they're gonna lose half their characters. And you don't, and you don't want that. I mean, yeah. Square does. No. Square does great at what they do, and they're doing a great job with games like Kingdom Hearts, and you know that Final Fantasy style game. Mm-hmm. I'm a so huge see, Final Fantasy yeah. fan, but I never yeah. got into Kingdom Hearts. I don't know what it was. It might have been the gameplay. I was, I mean, the art style was fine. Um, right. I just never, I never like grasped the whole. I, I guess the way they actually played the game. Um, but I'm a huge fan of just like the Final Fantasy, like 12 is probably my favorite, right. just because it is different than the regular games that they usually came out with. But Zodiac Age. Yeah, I, I just never dove into that series. So yeah, I was a big Kingdom Hearts fan from Kingdom Hearts 1 to 2.5, 2.8, Chain of Memories, Dream Drop Distance, uh, Birth by Sleep, the Collector's Edition. Speaking of Kingdom speaking Hearts of 3. 2.8. Well, thing, the thing is, it's just like how I think at this point with Kingdom Hearts has become so, you know, convoluted. <laughs> it's gone so many different directions with its story. Like maybe they would want to do like maybe a soft reboot so this way they can clarify a lot of the weird things that have been happening with all those weird iterations and prequels and and yeah. sequels and stuff like that. It, maybe you're just too far in where you're just going to leave it be. We don't know that Square Enix does a very good job at coming up with these stories. I mean, I mean if we could take it back all the way to Final Fantasy 7, right? Yeah. Final Fantasy VII was a huge game. Had so many different plots on the side where they came out with um, what was that game? Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, and uh, that actually PSP. had to do with yeah for the PSP, and it had to do with the had to do with the scar that was made on one of the characters that helped Cloud out. So I mean, they've done some pretty unique things, and especially with a lot of the director overhauls that they've been having. It started when they were creating Final Fantasy XV. Um, and you can clearly see that throughout the game, like halfway through the game, it sort of becomes a lot different in the way the narrative is told. Um, and then on top of that, Final Fantasy VII has gone through some director director changes as well. Like I'm pretty sure they're done by now with how everything has been flowing. But right. I can see, I can definitely see Disney probably even putting their IPs in Square Enix's hands and being like, "Hey, look, we really want to make this happen." Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go somewhere else. I mean, they've already worked with Square Enix. They've worked with EA. Um, I mean, if they're smart, they would start looking at other, you know, 
companies instead of just going to the same routine. Um, yeah, because I, mean, I mean, look at all the different types of like IPs that Disney owns. Like you can make a game solely off of, say, Toy Story. I mean, oh. go off of that. You can make I like mean, a. Do you not remember the Toy Story two game, which was fantastic? On the PS one, yeah, PS two. Oh man, I, I mean, they can do that. Guy. They could do a reboot of that. Uh, not a reboot, but a re- uh, remastered. A remastered? Uh, like ground up? Yeah. I don't know. So, like, my question is, Jake, if you had to choose a developer to go to, for, like, if you were the head of Disney, if you wanted to choose a developer to make some of your games, who would you go to right now? This may or may not be biased, but I'd go to Bungie. Uh, just because <laughs> I am a huge fan trying to say we're a little biased. Disney game. That's Disney like, shooter. Like, what's wrong with yeah. yeah. Disney shooter. Like, you're going to have toy soldiers from Toy Story running around and gunning people down. And then you're going to have, like, the hero being Woody saying, There's a snake in my boot. There's a million snake dollar game right there. Boot. Boom. <laughs> he's, Jake, already, like, he's, he's, already got it, he's already got it pre ordered. Uh, he's already. I've he's got, got the collector's edition, edition on it. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, <laughs> if, if, I was, if I was going to pick a, pick a developer, it would have to be like Bethesda. Open world RPG. Of course, I'm a Star Wars freak, so I'd want it Star Wars. But if even if it's not Star Wars, something in the Disney realm that's open world, massive. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Game. And not, I don't mean that I, old yeah. one on the Xbox, but like a new one. I mean, yeah, I know they've done Pirates of the Caribbean in the past. They weren't great. Um, but the I, I could see that. I, I would go with Obsidian just because the Outer Worlds mm. was such a great game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. And of course, they worked on New Vegas, which is one of the My better favorite. titles they've come out with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my favorite. but I see where you're going with it. I can go with it. And in terms of the Star Wars stuff, I would actually go with Naughty Dog. They created Uncharted. They made really good third person games. Um, but that's that's kind of the direction they went with the uh, most recent game ish. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Story driven, but it was compact. It was like within that person. It wasn't like a whole universe. Right. And it, I guess it wasn't yeah. nearly as open world as Uncharted is. It had a lot of the same gameplay mechanics, I feel like, um, yeah. just for the traversing, yeah. but um, it definitely moved into Dark Souls territory for the fighting. <laughs> yes, it definitely did. Which was oh, I love that stuff, though. I'm no, they, they did a great that. job with that game. Um, yeah. Measure your attacks. Arguably probably the best carry. game they've <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is the best the best Star Wars game in a while. And I know, I keep... I as a Star Wars freak, I just naturally gravitate towards it. But he does. I don't know. I love the game. It's been my it's been my favorite game of 2019. Even though it's 2020 now, but that doesn't matter. All uh, right. So yeah, Disney's starting to branch <laughs> out, trying to get more publishers to make Come different games Disney. for their different IPs. Make good decisions. Mm-hmm. All right. Another decision that was made so, recently is something about Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Oh boy. Javon, you want yeah, to take us Jeff on that Keighley. one? Yeah, he would no longer be hosting E3. So what does that mean for the future of what E3 is being the tradition it always was over the summer? Yeah. Like, first off, it's something that's... Go ahead. I was going to say, everybody, just try to remember your very first E3 and what it was like. For me, uh, sitting at home, found out E3 was a thing. Literally watched all the coverage off of G4 TV. Or Spike TV, one of the two. It's one of one yeah. of those networks. Yep. And then just seeing all the different games that are coming out, all the different previews, all the different gameplays, all the different announcements, the new systems that were coming out. Like it was the bomb.com. And I would have killed to go to it back when I was a kid. 
But from what I'm hearing lately, from like the past few years, it's just gone down a spiral. So that's how I'm seeing E3 right now. What about y'all? Man, my 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 the E3 I always go back to as being like my favorite E3 memory is when they announced the Xbox 360. And the PlayStation 4 was the same year, I think, wasn't it? Same E3? More than likely, because they're always I head and head. Yes. I just know my mind was just blown out of the water. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even handle what's happening right now. That they, they were announcing all these games that were going to come out for them and stuff. Ugh. That, that, that was the year that I just went, yeah, I love this. And now you're kind of right. It's lost some of its charm. I've never actually think I've tuned into an E3. Um, I've always gotten the news the day later because I couldn't sit through it. <laughs> I would like to go to it. It would be fine doing that. But yeah, I didn't really want to watch it. Um, I, I can't remember the like, I think I saw a clip or two, like maybe on G4 when that was the thing. Um, I used to I've love seen G4. Some YouTube videos. I know it was great. Um, but yeah, I just never watched it. My, um, my entire E3 history, my biggest iconic one, I'll go to that one was when they like showed like a little trailer for Persona 3. I'm a huge Persona fan. And like, that was probably one of the biggest games that I always looked forward to. And every single time I watched E3, like they, when they showed off Persona 4 and even the more recent, you know, Persona 5, it's just like a little splash because they don't show too much. They just show the image of what the logo is. And then after that, they tell you when it's going to come out. And then that's it. You don't really get anything. But like those things used to give me like goosebumps. Seeing oh, yeah. God of War 3 for the first time gave like gives you goosebumps, especially when you see like, especially when you're younger and you're seeing where God of War came from or where Persona came from or where Final Fantasy came from. And then you see it progress through the years. It's absolutely incredible when you see it on A3. So. That's my take on E3, but at the same time, I do want to ask you guys a question since you guys are saying that it's spiraling downward. Um, why is that? What what makes you think that it's spiraling downward, and why do you think it's losing its charm? To me, I, I've been trying to think about this just now, kind of why, like I'm, I'm reflecting, and I, and I think for me it's become more about the presentation of like the different like oh xbox has this this stage and these speakers and like it's not about the games anymore for me it's more like who puts on the best show like or it's xbox versus playstation pcs doesn't exist on it anymore nintendo's its own little thing occasionally but even they like they'll give like a half like a half-hearted uh display or whatever and then well, have they had nintendo the treehouse this year yeah treehouse so uh i don't know to me, it's it's become more of a competition versus let's just let's all come together and show off what we what we have. Like, I don't know. Like, I always like every year. It's like, what is PlayStation doing this year? What is Xbox doing this year? Who's gonna win E3? And I'm like, I I don't care about who's winning E3. I care about what we're doing. Like, what what are we pushing forward? Like, what can what can Xbox or Microsoft take from Sony? And what can Sony take from Microsoft? But hopefully with the whole new like cross-platform stuff, we might be finally moving a little bit past that. Yeah, now Microsoft's saying that Sony's, Sony and Nintendo aren't a big thing right now. It's Amazon and Google to look out for because of the whole online the game streaming. streaming. Man, yeah. I think there's some future there, but I don't think it's going to be like destroy the gaming industry kind of future. No, I, I agree with Same. that. I mean, Stadia, I agree with that, too. Uh, uh, that flopped. <laughs> 
they're trying to bring it back. But, um, hey, well, hey, and there's something their most popular, popular game right game. now is a 2013 release. You hush. I, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to the Dice Wars. <laughs> okay. I, like I really that. enjoyed that part. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I have some friends that bought it. Um, really didn't like it too much. Um, Mike's got it. I think he ended up returning it. <laughs> um, yeah, there it is. Um, a beautiful, beautiful controller that they. Hey, I got the wasabi because I thought it was nice. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think I think the future of Stadia or like a Stadia style game isn't to replace PC and console gaming. I think it's the future of mobile gaming, like gaming on the go. Yeah, I mean, I could see that for somebody who yeah. travels a lot, especially um, with like 5G coming out. Yeah, um, God knows what that price will be uh, to have. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that type of Wi-Fi service, but. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll definitely gain in popularity once people start using it for when they you know take trips or something. So yeah, because I can tell you right now, like I tested out my Stadia because I just got it this week and I finally got to sit down and play it. Chromecast Ultra plugged hardwired into my router, and I was pulling the full 4K 5.1 surround sound through headphones instead of the speaker system probably about two hours into it, went through my Google Wi-Fi app, looked at my Chromecast, which just in that two hours, I went through 113 gigabytes of data. Sounds about right. Yeah, 100%. But like in terms of um, E3, you know, we're talking about E3. Um, yeah, it seems like it's a downward spiral. Like it's not as like much as it used to be. For me, it sort of signals sort of like a, a sort of a change where like the big publishing companies like the Sony's, like the Xbox, uh, Microsoft's of the world and things like that. They want to host their own little show to talk about what's happening with Xbox and E3 will eventually become more of a developer show where Obsidian will get a booth um, and the publishers will help play, pay for, you know, these smaller developers to have their own shows. So this way they can show off what they're actually going to be doing for the next possible four or five, maybe even 10 years. On what they're looking at so maybe it's just going to be a shift in terms of what's going to be shown yeah that'll be that'll be the saving grace of e3 if they if they kind of shift their direction which which could be really 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 good yeah i think it, that leaves a lot of possibility like who wouldn't want bungie for instance to go up there and be like hey look this is what we have planned for the next 10 years this is what we're looking at this is what sort of like our like beta test or alpha yeah. that we're that we're, that we're going to present to you and this is what we're looking at as of right now or even like 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 I said Naughty Dog even going out there and showing off hey look this is a new engine that we're testing out or Hideo Kojima showing off a new engine possibly as well i mean it's it's definitely a lot of possibilities from the developer standpoint um but like i said maybe possibly especially with Nintendo doing a Nintendo Direct every now and then you know, that may, maybe Sony and Microsoft are realizing, hey, we should definitely do that, too. We can reach more people instead of going well, out to this convention. Wouldn't oh, you be afraid Nintendo, that... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah. Uh, would you be afraid that developers would not want to show off what they're going to be doing? Like, giving out their secrets, essentially? Um, um, well, go, go ahead, ahead, Patrick. 
No, go ahead. Well, thing is, maybe maybe that might actually be the thing. Like, you could have things that you just don't want to show off or do want to show off. But the thing is, you got to remember, E3 always showed, like, what was going to be coming out in the next year anyways. Like, maybe not specifications, maybe not anything else, but they did show the outline of what games were coming out with next year. And then between that point and the next following year, you would have other games that come out of nowhere that do something similar, but not as good as that game. Like, a good a good um example of that was when they showed off Skyrim at E3. They showed off Skyrim, and then there was another game called Kings of Amular. Probably don't remember that game. Probably never even heard of it, but it was very similar. Nope. Yep, I know it. <laughs> I love you know Kings of Amular. Yeah, so, like, again, it's very similar. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I don't like, have a lot of experience with E3, but is it, isn't it more for like xbox and sony to show off what they want to do to be able to entice developers to their platform it is it is at the moment um but that i i think that's kind of what's killing it is people are getting tired of got it okay seeing seeing Uh, like for me anyway it's i'm getting tired of the competition like i like i like it when sony like sony i think this year might be skipping out on e3 and uh i would prefer it if they i like I, i like the idea of them doing their own mini show and then having the developers come in and say hey i i I would love to see microsoft and sony do like a pre-show and then the developers coming into e3 and you get a whole bunch of a whole bunch more booths and conferences uh and you uh you see like bethesda comes out and says hey you saw this on xbox last week check out what we're about to add to it check about check out what we're about to do for this this is what it looks like with sony stuff this is what it looks like with with the latest and greatest um and then even you could even get like developers that release their own engines, like um, mm. like a uh, Battlefield, you know the engine they use, which I'm totally blanking out on. Frostbite. Frostbite, yeah. which is they're always updating it and making it new and improved. Like show off some of that stuff. I mean, it even gives the chance for the indie developers too. Oh yeah, indie indie like, needs a bigger like, a bigger platform. Yeah, well, see, and like I think this the could indie be... developers have packs. They do have packs. They do. They do have now packs. that I want to go to. I do too. Yeah, so, so they do bad. have packs, but the thing is, E3 would be a really good place for like the developers to even show off what they have, and then even then, the publishers can come out of nowhere and be like, "Hey, look, we would like to sign you to this contract or whatever, so this way you can work under our umbrella." Like, it's a possibility for them to show off what they have, so this way they can they can bolster what their possible budget is or even anything like that, because yeah. E3 is like supposedly the grand stage of what all gaming is is considered the grand stage or like we're talking about a place where metal gear solid was shown behind closed doors nobody was able to see it besides like a select few people like th- this was a place where it was like very very go ahead mike i was gonna say that brings up a good point a select few people and that's where i feel like the yes. e3 starting to get out of the way they're focusing more on people about press and less about the consumer uh-huh. that's my standpoint on it because maybe as that, a consumer, maybe that's a way simpler way to say what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, because as a consumer, I feel like E3 would be nothing but line con. Like literally, I'd be waiting in line for four to eight hours just to play a fifteen-minute demo of a game that's not coming out until later that year or next year. But if you got that press pass or anything like that, you're getting into the private showings. You're getting into like the shorter lines, just because you have the ability to get the word out about that game when. I mean, me as a consumer, I have social media. I can get the word out just almost as well to the X amount of people that follow, the X amount of people who I'm friends with, the X amount of people that I talk with. I mean, it's not as much as like IGN getting it or GameZone getting it or Kotaku, but still, 
they focus more on press than the consumer at those type of shows. That's the way to wrap that one up. Yeah, I think I think that I think that hit the nail on the head. I think that's the generalization of what we're all trying to say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but this is a quote from the Washington Post straight from Jeff Keighley. I just want to cover this before we wrap this segment up Uh, covering and hosting covering hosting and sharing E3 has been a highlight of my year, not to mention the defining part of my career. While I want to support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I have made the difficult decision to decline to produce the E3 Coliseum. And that was a quote straight from Jeff Keighley to the Washington Post. Well, you know, and it may just be he's done with it. I don't. It may not be that EA is going down, and that's why he's getting out. I mean, he's been doing it for forever. So. E3. That's what I meant, E3, whichever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there comes a time where you just don't <laughs> want to do something anymore, right? Like, yeah. after doing it for so long, it becomes sort of, I guess, not even, it becomes more like a task instead of something you personally would really like to do. A good example was um who, the the director and um, producer of, um not producer, but the guy who made Super Smash Bros., What's his um? I forgot his name. Can we look him up? I want to credit yep, him because he's a great person. He's a great person. Giovanni, just uh, Google all it. I'm saying is he didn't add Crystal from Star Fox into Super Smash Bros. So I'm a little bit bitter, but I'll get over it. <laughs> they should have added a Chrono from um, Chrono Trigger. They should have added Chrono as well. Masahiro Sakurai. Yeah, that's him. There he is, Sakurai. There he is. So Goodness. that guy right there, Sakurai. He he was actually a part of like the Kirby team, the original Kirby team. And after doing it for so long, he actually told um, Miyamoto that he didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and then that's when he created the new project, which was Super Smash bros and it went on for so long they even said he even said that super smash bros um from, from the wii u um was going to be his last one he just didn't want to do it anymore so i wouldn't even imagine that this is jeff's similar um feeling that he has toward you know what oh, was in yeah. a sense his baby like he took care of that for so many years and he no longer wants to do it yeah it's right he's ready to let it go yeah for sure which which could be good maybe it needs something fresh yeah i don't know a little retread yeah mm. for sure so i have jeff keely no longer coast I mean, not coasting coasting the yeah coasting <laughs> hosting. <laughs> hosting the e3 coliseum but i mean sony has said that they are going to be skipping out on this year as well just as of last year and also sony uh, speaking of, Sony's next-gen console will roughly cost $450 to manufacture. What does that mean for retail pricing? So I say when it comes to video game consoles, they take a very small profit because they're getting most of their money off of first-party games and then online services. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with, with the next-gen consoles, I've been kind of like tuning it out. I've been worried more about my PC than anything. And even having the Xbox One X that I have, it does a pretty good job. And these, I don't know what they're going to do with these next-gen consoles except make them smaller PCs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty much. So, I mean, for somebody who doesn't have maybe the newest console or a good PC, this would be probably a good place for them to start. It's an excellent uh, price for a good PC. For sure. And um, I don't have the specs, um, or at least the leaked specs, I should say, but... I mean, it's definitely going to be high up. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be equivalent to probably a 2016, 2017, like, starter PC, which, I mean, that's still pretty good if you look at, like, a like the Asus Republic of Gaming that they came out with. Um, I think that was in the 900s, and that had, a, mm-hmm. a, I think, an i5 and a an NVIDIA 970, I think. Yeah. So it, it was a yeah, decent PC, um, 
So I, I think this is really going to do good for them. Because what was the PS4 when that came out? Was that about four hundred? It was four hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. Okay. Four hundred dollars. So that came 20, out twenty thirteen. Yeah, that came out years ago, and they're mm-hmm. only bumping the price up fifty dollars. So I think they're going to be putting themselves in a pretty advantageous position um, in the market. I don't think they're still going to outsell the Switch <laughs> uh, by I any means. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but they're they're making a a a good stance with the 450. Yeah, that I think is, so as well. Uh, yeah, which makes just manufacturing cost. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. Well, manufacturing cost is what? Four, so 450 to... 450. If so they that sell means, for $500, yeah. that's selling for profit, which they didn't do on the PS4. That's true, yeah. I, sold, I think they that's sold true. for a loss on the PS4. But they got all those, those games. Microsoft had to change theirs. When Microsoft Xbox One launched, it was a whopping $499. Yeah, they and Microsoft that realized people as... were not forking out. No, oh, yeah, I, w- well, I waited like a year and a half before I got it, yeah. two years. Yep. Um, yeah, that's because... And then I got the Xbox One um, X probably about a year later when it was on sale. Mm, yeah, like Sony learned from their mistake because the PS3 originally la- um, launched for $600. It was $599 when it first came out as the PS3. I about that. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that so, too. And then the Xbox 360 retailed for, I think, I believe it was around 400 at the yeah. time. So they clean sweeped them. That's why the sales on the Xbox 360, in the beginning at least, were so much higher than the PlayStation. And then they ended up dropping their price so this way could, they could be more... Um, that's when the Slim came out. Um, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. knows that yep. Sony comes out with their Slim models a couple of years later. And yep. then that was the the line right there because it wasn't able to do backwards compatibility with their games um, and a lot of their stuff where the original ones were able to do that. And then now with the PS4, they dropped it down to that $400 price point. They learned from that mistake. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Sony's not going to do that same thing again. So even just increasing it 50 bucks, like what Patrick says, would probably be a good place for them. Because yeah, I think yeah. we're at a place of understanding now where like th- prices are going up. But the thing is, at the same time, everybody's leading into like a new era of gaming where PCs are going to be the majority in the future. There's no doubt. And there's this right here is a good entryway into it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I actually said when, uh, when they announced the Xbox series X, I tweeted out and said, look guys, PC and console gaming are coming together. So, I mean, that's, that is the exact, uh, like idea that I get with these next gen consoles is that we're merging we're getting close to merging PC and console gamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know where they're going to go with it. You know, like, I mean, again, I have the one X and I, I think the graphics are good. It, it does run slow <laughs> at times yeah. um, when playing, you know, those high capacity games or like destiny. It takes forever to load into like the tower, for example. Right. Um, yeah. But I play it on PC. It's super quick, but it's just, I'm just wondering like, what are they going to bring to the table? That's going to differentiate them from their, last version i mean yep. better graphics sure faster loading time sure but are they going to give us anything else well they're giving you uh ray tracing which i don't know how many how many not hardcore gamers care about ray tracing i hear exactly. about it but i don't know what it is you two are computers tell me it's a it's a I, lighting effect that it allows yeah. light to bounce off of surfaces so i mean it makes for beautiful games but it doesn't change the core of gameplay exactly Actually, and, and again, it, it, it kind of hurts it. I learned something new. And a little bit, yeah. I can see that. Um, I mean, with my graphics card, I mean, I have a 1070 uh, GTX right now. Um, I definitely want to upgrade that uh, to an RTX to be able to get those you know, better lights you know, for the games that I play. 
But you're right. There's a lot of people who have consoles who could care less or couldn't care less. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, couldn't um, care about yeah. it. Yeah, um, because they just want to play mean, the game. They right. want it to run fast. Well, they want to go through it, and they just they probably don't have time. You know, a lot of people are lose. I don't have a lot of time to play these games, and that's why people move to the Switch. They could take it with them wherever they go, and be able to play the games whenever they had the time. Yeah, do that. I do. And and here's my thing. And even like when I did use my PC, when I used to play like Battlefield and things like that, I turned off a lot of settings, anyways. Like, and that that wasn't just because my graphics card couldn't handle it or anything like that, because I was running at pretty good specs at the time when Battlefield Four was around. Um, one of the big things like motion blur, you you definitely end up reducing that. Like for me, at least, I just didn't didn't like that. Just drop it all the way down to zero. Why is that even there? Or even yeah. certain textures, you would end up dropping it all like a significant amount. Motion blur, grain effect, all these different effects that are being put implemented into games are you don't really need a lot of these things. So that's to your point. Like, who really cares about all that stuff? A lot of people don't even notice it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, especially people who are buying consoles because yeah. you're buying a singular. It's, it, there's nothing modular about it. You're buying. Correct. Consoles. Well, while PC gamers are picking out very specific parts to get those very specific settings that they have in mind. And then they're throwing 4K monitors that are only 24 inches wide, which is packing the, the detail into a small screen. Get that 49 uh, again, inch curve. Yeah. It's, it's just, again, great price point. I just don't know what they're going to bring. I don't know. I think we're I, we're I, pretty much plateauing. I, I feel. Con- I am cautiously excited. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah I say cautiously just due to the fact you can see that it's coming out for four. I mean, manufacturing is costing them about four hundred fifty dollars. They want to. They can make a profit gain of twenty to fifty dollars, making it either four sixty nine ninety nine, which is very unheard of, or they can do it all the way up to four ninety nine ninety nine. But the thing is, like. Microsoft now knows how much it is to manufacture a PlayStation 5. Microsoft yeah, hasn't come is... out with their pricing yet. So what if Microsoft comes out and does like, we're going to release Series X for $399. Yeah, if I don't think PlayStation this was wants to stay caught up. It's going to be. I don't think this was supposed to be out in the news. I think it got leaked. I wouldn't doubt that it got leaked. But at the same time, like with Microsoft being so caught like quiet about this or not e- nothing coming out on their side i wouldn't even doubt that their cost to make their console is a little bit higher um i, I don't expect uh, microsoft to lowball they i have never seen microsoft lowball on anything before um i don't believe they'll start now no they'll probably match uh patrick yeah, one of sure. our viewers made a great point he said that uh a uh the next gen consoles are using amd graphics cards gpus uh, but there's no AMD GPU out at the moment that supports ray tracing. So we should be seeing mm. some new GPUs for PCs possibly that support ray tracing. Yeah, AMD's making a really big step into this market after they dropped the ball and they stopped doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, both the consoles are running AMD GPUs and AMD CPUs. So mm-hmm. could be, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that AMD really puts a mark on the, on the business so we can start seeing competitive pricing i mean it's kind of yes. their make break moment if you think about yeah, it yeah it really is it is this is, this is a big is. stepping stone this is a big stepping stone for a lot of things I and mean, we're talking about the ability to run 8k which is not going to be native but it's going to be available and then mm-hmm. native 4k if they can run that at 60 frames per second on a 4k 
natively. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about groundbreaking, the, the beginnings of being groundbreaking for what yeah, a console can do. For sure. But I think going back yeah. to your point, does it do how it? many console players are going to be worried no, about it? <laughs> probably, probably 20%. <laughs> Especially with how many people play Fortnite, is 4K really going to be a thing? No, so, 4K true. doesn't even exist on Fortnite. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because you can't exist. expect. Honestly, you couldn't even. Hey, don't hate, man. You're the one that got built on. Don't even try that. But um, anyway, <laughs> I played so, it like twice. Or yeah, and you got smacked twice. Um, so anyways, Dang. Right. <laughs> ah! I still beat you. It's and I just don't like. It's because... <laughs> I can beat you at it. I just don't like to. Listen to your son. Honest. Listen to your son. We both know you can't beat. Anyways, I can't, I can't so. beat anybody at Fortnite, so I was going to shut so, up and listen. Oh, I, I, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But anyways, even like even though like the AAA games, um, and considering like we're going to talk about like Call of Duty for for instance, I'm I am going to reference that because Activision is known for not actually putting out the greatest specs for their Call of Duty games. Like the only the only actual like developer and publisher that actually pushes this threshold every single year is um EA with Battlefield and yeah. Dice. They they constantly every single year they keep pushing the threshold on their those newest graphic cards to push them to the limit. Meanwhile, Call of Duty is still running at the 60 frames per um for second. Um like 60 frames and then on top of that is only you're going to run in 1080 they're not going to push for the 4k and i can't see that happening at all they just don't take that that initiative they have a they have a formula that's making a lot of money yeah and uh it's not costing them nearly as much as what battlefield is or what dice is putting into battlefield so i mean if if it's not broken they're not going to fix it for sure which is which is the bane of console gaming people don't care about 4k gaming when they when the 1080p or even you know 216 whatever it is no 1440 is going to look just fine There's, yeah. you're not going to care and and then especially with with shooters the quick movements that are running really really smooth at 1080p is way better than blurry movements like you said earlier at 4k see yeah. that's where i think the difference is going to come in at is like you have your people like y'all are all first person shooter players i'm an action adventure rpg kind of guy so Which like graphics don't put me in a bucket I go yeah, everywhere. Okay. Put them in a bucket, Mike. I, I play Put them the in games. that bucket. All right, so they're in a bucket. <laughs> you're a puddle, <laughs> and I'm over here in my Fantastic. own little bucket. So, like, well, so first-person shooters are saying, yeah, okay. We're your bucket gamers. He's a puddle gamer. We yeah. got this. I'm a cup. One of twins. But, yeah, so, like, I say for me, visual effect, love it. Like, if, my, if I can get 4K 60 frames a second on a single-player game, Yes, it's phenomenal because then everything looks crisp. It looks clean. It looks more inviting. But when I, I can totally see if you're like a first person shooter, you're zipping around that map trying to figure out who the hell is coming from where so you can shoot them in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no quick scoping snipes from turning if you have it at 4K with motion blur. Not going to happen. Not that I could do that with, you know, crispy movements. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> enough about that. And on to the next. Uh, let's see. So we've all heard of Project X Cloud. It's Microsoft's streaming service that they had launched on Android. And I actually have it on my note. I've used it. I've played Crackdown 3 on my note. I've played also Devil May Cry 5. And they've ran smooth. It was good. A little buggy, especially when running off of LTE. But when I was on a dedicated Wi-Fi, no issues whatsoever. They're actually coming out and saying you can now register your iPhone to practice and 
beta test the Project X Cloud. So now you can play the sci fi shooter Halo. 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 You can now play Halo <laughs> on your iPhones. <laughs> I remember when I was saying that the future of, uh, of Stadia is uh, going to be mobile gaming, gaming on the go. I think this is, this is where Stadia should probably aim their attention at. Which they kind of did. I think you can play Stadia on your phone, can't you? You can play Stadia on your Pixel only right now. Oh, man. They need to open that up. Mm-hmm. They need more games first. That's also true, because I only have five, <laughs> and it's just like, meh. Like, uh, I don't know. That, there's no there's no achievement support on any of that. It's like uh, it's just a very bare-bones system as of right now. Stadia is going to take a long time to finally get into the ring with um project x cloud which they're doing absolutely phenomenal like i've seen it in play it looks great um even sony's been saying that they're going to be working on their playstation now which is nowhere near as good as project x cloud in my opinion but they did say that they're investing a whole lot into that infrastructure so that's more to see in the next few years on how they're going to revamp that yeah because i mean project x cloud you're just running completely off the cloud you don't have to have the system or anything like that as long as you have an account with the active gold membership you're good to go playstation (laughs) right now you've got remote play i've got remote play on my ipad so as long as my playstation is in rest mode and hooked up to the internet then i can access it as long as i got a stable wi-fi connection wherever i'm at with my ipad but it's basically mimicking the exact same thing that it's doing at my house so I could be playing a game, but it could also be playing on my TV and going through my sound system and freaking out my dogs when they're here alone and I'm <laughs> off somewhere. Imagine just like at like two o'clock in the morning, gunshots are being shot from your speaker system. <laughs> Neighbors are freaking remote. out. Like, <laughs> you know, we're near home. home. I'm surprised Xbox hasn't tried, to, hasn't tried to implement something like this with their uh, Xbox Glass or whatever that app is now called. Yeah. Xbox, the Xbox app for PC it was and Xbox glass. and all this stuff. It was. I think it's just Xbox now. I think so. Even though I really like the idea of calling Xbox Glass, but, you know, Xbox always changes their names to something crappy. You know, like the Xbox Scarlet. Project Scarlet's going to be Series X. Just leave it Project Scarlet. Maybe I'm picking the color red. I, I mean, at least it's better than <laughs> naming devices after fishes, man. I yeah, mean, that's... Yeah, that's true. So I mean, you I could mean, just stick with the same so, name, but add a number behind it. That's true. That could work too. PlayStation, PlayStation Two, <laughs> PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, okay. PlayStation Six, Seven, Eight, Nine, X. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with with X Cloud, I mean, I I think it's it it should be interesting. <clears throat> I mean, I, I want them to put more money into it. I want them to make it work. Um, just because they'll they'll have the titles. I mean, they do a great job with the. Xbox Game Pass. Um, I mean, they put a lot of new titles on there too. So I'm hoping that this uh, this works out because yeah. I I would probably buy this before Stadia. Yeah. Speaking of new titles, uh, right now on the in the beta, it's only uh, Halo: The Master Chief Collection. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're going to be releasing uh, when it when it launches officially. It's going to be it's going to have Tekken Seven. Uh, Madden 20, Devil May Cry 5, Borderlands 3, Gears 5, and plenty more. But those are some big titles. So that's, yeah. that's a good lineup, I, uh, which, is, which is hopeful. Yeah, I with uh, I, I downloaded the Halo Master Chief Collection uh, on my PC. It was definitely weird um, just because 
the mapping for the keyboard was um, having to do it pretty pretty much from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, just, it didn't feel the same though, like without a right. controller. Because I'm right. I I'm a huge mouse and keyboard guy uh, all the way back in like Half Life, um, Team Fortress, uh, that stuff. Okay. But, uh, Pause. Half Life. Did you hear Half Life? Alex is coming out. Oh yeah. Oh, I saw it. I just oh, need to get gosh. a VR rig. So happy. I got Quest. I'm ready to go. Yes, I, I definitely want to play that. Um, unfortunately, it won't be episode three, so we won't get to finish that story, but that will never happen. Nah, um, no. That's a different story. But yeah, I... Uh... Portal 3 at Valve, if you hear this. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. <laughs> I hope they are. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, I, I, I am excited uh, for the other titles to come out. Um, I really loved Halo 2. I played that for hours, did a lot of system oh, yeah. linking with friends. Oh yeah, um, land parties. Oh, for sure. Um, Love that. It, it was a good time. So I, I want to get that nostalgia back just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. But you don't have any friends, though. Also, I don't. Oh, so freaking <laughs> local multiplayer on every game needs to happen. I'll catch you on there. Yeah. Oh, for sure it does. Um, it's just they're getting away. From, like I don't know of many good like AAA titles that have local multiplayer. I know, and it kills me. Uh, yeah, it, it's... It sucks. Really yeah, like, like I got, I got, uh, like my my little brother. He he doesn't. He he's a kid. Doesn't have a job. He doesn't have money to buy a new system. So I want if he comes over, I want to play freaking games with him. But I get like one option. I can play Minecraft with him, and Fortnite. That's what I play with my son. Yeah, I don't. I don't like playing Fortnite, and you know Minecraft. That. When that's the only other local <laughs> multiplayer game that's out there. It gets kind of old after you put 24 hours into it in three days. Yeah, always got racing games. That's true. You can do racing and sports games. Eh, barely. Not a lot of good ones on Xbox, though. No, that's no, true. I guess yeah. you can do Forza. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. It's all about that Crash Team Racing, though. Crash Team Racing. Uh, all right. These have been good little topic talks. Now it's on to the main course of what we wanted to talk about tonight and that is the 2020 dice awards yeah yay yeah (laughs) all right so we all sat down we all watched the dice awards except one of us i'm not going to name names how and i know right (laughs) jake will name names you will name names i can't 100 i said i would not name we can all agree agree that uh the audio was kind of crappy yes yeah, I, I definitely was watching. Oh, man. Um, there wasn't a lot of listening, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know how they bungled that, but I don't either. That I, was ridiculous. I don't know either. It was just, it was weird. I had a I had a lip read for a minute, and then I'd like volume goes really really low. I'm at the gym, so I crank my volume all the way up to max, and then out of nowhere, you can hear him clear as day, and then I'm just like, holy shit! Yeah. Or yeah, they'll like yeah. be talking, and you can't hear anything they're saying, and then you turn up your volume right as the uh, like. The game, like the the announcements of the nominate nominees, comes on and it's blasting. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, take off the headphones, <laughs> throw them across the gym. Bye. Ears are bleeding. It's nice. I did learn that this was the 23rd, which means I missed 22 of them. Um, but <laughs> yes, I didn't realize there was 23 was... of them. But <laughs> they said 23rd annual, so I had to assume. But well, that's uh... a pretty good. That's a pretty good hint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, context clues but <laughs> i mean overall i mean it, it it was pretty good i it made me want to play some of the games that were suggested um uh, specifically uh, control nope, <laughs> um, i've seen it yeah i mean i saw that you know every now and like see like ads for it i'm like oh it looks okay but after like seeing some of the gameplay from the 
show and then i actually looked up some gameplay on youtube like it looks like a fantastic game oh control um, absolutely yeah, yeah. I, it looks like it's a it's a deep story uh with some crazy mechanics uh that i could definitely get behind um yep, so i've got to play that yeah i've got a gun that changes I gotta get it too. from you've got one pistol that basically turns into everything a shotgun a rifle a rocket launcher a regular pistol, a machine gun. Your girl Jessie, she gets the ability for telekinesis, for like warp dashing really fast. She has the ability to fly. So it, it gets nuts. And a lot of things get thrown in at you. And then you just have to like figure your way out. There's one part of that game at the, it's near the end. Uh, you, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, everybody knows Party about chat. this. There's, I have no knows about I, this. I, I don't, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> oh, okay then. I'll I'm just take off my headphones. It. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll right, go ahead. Right, go well, on, that's go the thing. It. There's a part at the end of it where you have to find headphones because it's the only way you can get through a maze. And once you go through that maze, an amazing soundtrack kicks in. That's all I gotta say. I, I guess I need a signal y'all to come back okay. since y'all can't hear me. Spoiler alert over. Yeah. <laughs> Good, Jack. Oh, okay. Thank on. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Good. So all I right. still I still don't know what what happens in uh control <laughs> in, uh, control so i'll be all right there you go you've been saved uh, and i saw patrick just said that it's something like quantum break i have that game downloaded on my xbox because it's on the xbox game pass i have not even started it and i want to <laughs> so it's the just... same people who make quantum break were in with uh i believe i might no don't quote me i might be wrong i'm quoting you look i'm tweeting I'm, it out right now I'm, I'm recording it right now no, Five so am I. <laughs> Let me just type this. What you're saying in a text message, sending it back to you. <laughs> you gotta it's, send it to us. As far as you're, as far as you're getting with this. This is going on YouTube, so you're quoted. Oh Ooh. crap! <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, yeah, I, I've been wanting to. I, I like the actors they got for that game a lot. Um, I just have so many games that I'm trying to play, of course, and keeping up with Destiny, season pass stuff, which. No, uh, yeah, we, we can talk about that later, of course, uh, like in a different video. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to play it. Um, I'm currently trying to finish up Mass Effect Andromeda again. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's that's my. I'm replaying it, but I never finished it, so I just want to get that off of my chest. So I don't. It's just been lingering with me for years. But <laughs> I, I, I eventually want to go to Quantum Break and get that over with. Yeah, just get it over with. I have to finish a game through. It, yeah, it, it kills me if I don't eat you alive um, from the inside. Mm-hmm. Remedy, Remedy. That's the that's the company that developed it. Yes, they developed them. Quantum Break and Control. Ah, so we can't. Uh, your quote is sound, man. Yes, I had to triple, double, Not mega play it, mega fact check on that. I didn't want to be yeah. sound like an idiot. Yeah, I'm I'm good at that anyway. Well, we all but, we all uh, have that. But control. with the. Uh, with the game awards, I mean, some of the stuff was pretty easy to tell what was going to win, like technical achievement. I knew Death Stranding was going to take that. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, it was a it's a weird game. Um, I didn't play it. I did watch a like a play a let's play all the way through um, because I don't have a PlayStation. I didn't plan on playing it on PC, but um, it's definitely an interesting game. But Concrete Genie looked cool. I, I thought that I thought Concrete Genie looked cool too. Concrete Genie is a phenomenal game. It's got a great story, great mechanics built into it. It's like one of those uh, heartstring tugs, and then you're making your little bestie friends that will actually 
help you throughout the game. Well, let's yeah. just let's just jump into the awards then. And I I, I don't know. We, we just talk about how uh, what we saw in some of these games that we were like, hey, that looked really good. All right. So a total of 65 titles released in 2019 received nominations Ooh. for this year's Dice Awards. Winners are chosen by a panel of industry leaders also as peers these people sat down they played these games answering multiple questions about them to figure out what game is going to win under what category so jake already started us off the technical achievement did go to death stranding out of call of duty modern warfare concrete genie control and metroid exodus mm-hmm. uh, outstanding metroid. achievement metro metro yeah <laughs> not metroid i'm not still sure. waiting on metroid Metroid I mean, 4. one thing I want to say about this award show, again, I didn't see the other 22, but they did a good <laughs> job of explaining how this was, like, how these won, like, mm-hmm. sort of in the middle of it. Um, yeah. I appreciated them doing that to know who was actually voting for it. Uh, because when they were announcing the different titles, you could hear people cheering, but that was not the one that won. Right. So uh, it, it was good to know that it wasn't based on them, it was based on these... Yeah, it's, it's based on people that are experienced. They said they had like yes. what, like you said, the sixty-five people that played through it, and they're the ones who nominated the games, and had like like their votes count a whole lot. And then there was like thirty thousand people that are like in the in the industry that had votes as well. Um, but yeah. so it wasn't like oh, I voted on my favorite game. It was like these people who know what they're doing got the vote, and that that does help me out a little bit with some of these decisions. Yes. But thanks. Some of them were disappointing to me. But that's just that's just me. It's just me. Mm. Not important though. I mean, we're gonna get through all these and figure out what we think about the winner and whatnot. Uh, outstanding achievement and story was between Control, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, Telling Lies, The Outer Worlds. Now, I'll be honest. Uh, this game reward show was the first time I ever heard of Disco Elysium and Telling Lies. The other yeah. three, I know about. Those two, I had no clue about. I didn't either. So, Disco Elysium, I've seen. Um, I did. I looked at it, and I was like, well, this seems like it's too slow. But, uh, I mean, good for them. Uh, they w- ended up being the winners. Uh, Outer Wilds, though, I I was looking at the gameplay footage on the actual award show. Like, is this just uh, Outer Worlds? Like, like I, it didn't I know. Feel, or what was the other spacefaring one that came out that... It looks really like no man's like, sky no man's yeah sky. that's it it looked it looked more like that uh yeah. than anything i was like is this just a rehash of no man's it's, sky it's kind of what it seems like yeah I, there's yeah. a bit more story to it obviously but yeah since it was up for achievement and story because no man's sky is basically no story but exploration. Mm-hmm. It's just exploring the vast universe and trying to find people but yeah when they said when i was watching i had to re i had to rewind it or go back i just don't rewind anymore but uh I, I they said outer wilds, telling lies, the outer worlds, and I was like, wait, didn't they just say the outer worlds? I had to go back. I was like, no, no, no. outer wilds. They yep. look similar. They yeah. sound similar. They might be similar. I haven't played them, so they are not. <laughs> well, they look and sound similar. But yeah, Disco Elysium won in story. Uh, audio design went to Death Stranding out of Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, Mortal Kombat 11, Resident Evil 2, and Sonya, Sonya. wow, Sonya. So, Jovan, I have to ask you, um, how do you feel about that Call of Duty losing? Um, I feel great, actually, because uh, 
definitely not one of my favorite titles, um, the newest one at least. Um, but the thing is, audio design is always going to be going out to the people who put in more into it. Death Stranding with Hideo Kojima at the helm. You're, you're looking at something masterful regardless. So I'm, I, you cannot be surprised on who won this. And I would say like a really close right. second would have been Resident Evil. Because um, playing Resident Evil 2, I've been playing that recently. And man, that game... It, it freaks you out like just the the music gives you that very eerie feel like as you progress yeah. through any part of the game it does very well at that so i honestly with call of duty Modern warfare losing i'm perfectly fine with that uh, it doesn't bother me all too much yeah especially in this category because death stranding was meant to be more of an art Immersive. of a game yeah. and and as much criticism as it gets from from people playing it, it still is a very artistic game. It looks, sounds beautiful. I mean, it's 100%. just it's a beautiful game that gets a lot of criticism. Which I mean, it's not even my kind of game. I've watched it played over and over again. I'm like, I I don't know if I can make it through this game, but it's, it still damn. looks and sounds great. And that's why that's why they get the audio design right here. And that's why I watch somebody else play it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you think the audio just went for, hey, you're best in sounding more realistic than anything? That and some of the decisions they make with things that aren't real, like you know yeah. the fantasy elements of the game, you get to hear like the sounds they've designed up for this and yeah. some of that stuff. So just kind of overall in general, the sounds of the game were were good. Because mm, uh, like I so. Sayonara Wild Hearts was a exclusive to Apple Arcade when Apple released Apple Arcade. Right. And it was one of the first things I downloaded because everybody got a free month of Apple Arcade when it first launched. Right. And it's basically a music game. Like you're doing everything to the beat of music. So I kind of feel like why was it in audio and, and not, not in music? music? I, I'm kind of wondering the same thing, but it is nominated and that's that is recognition of some yep. sort. So, yeah, Death Stranding was a winner. All right, who wants to take over for the next three? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, outstanding Achievement and Original Music Composition, which is where we said Sayonara Wild Hearts could have been or should have been. Uh, the nominees were Arise, A Simple Story, Control, Erica, Golem, and Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, the winner of this was Control. Just another reason why I want to play this game, because yeah. music plays such a strong role in the way you yeah. feel about games. Um, however... The I think the uh, and I don't know a whole lot about especially Erica and Golem. Nope. Uh, I've seen some stuff on Arise. I think I've seen people play it, but Mortal Kombat 11's music was excellent. Yes. And I, that that was pretty. That was that was good competition at, at least there. Uh, so I was I was surprised when Control got the win, and I'm like, man, that's just another reason. I'm, yeah, I can I'm see why they're also in the game. audio design ordeal because if you ever play Mortal Kombat with like a good stereo headset on, and you oh, do yeah. those finisher moves, you hear bones cracking, you hear organs exploding, and you literally I mean, hear spines being ripped out well, of people's back. And I can see why it would be an audio design, but music composition just seemed weird to me for that. And again, I didn't play Mortal Kombat 11. But just based on the song that they played while playing the clip, it right. was just a rehash of the original song. It was, that came out with but it. so they had a whole bunch. Like every, like every level had its own original song, okay. and they did, and it, and it, and it was really good. I didn't. 
okay so i didn't act, i didn't it's a cover band it. however a guy i know owned it and he was always like hey look what i did and it was just constant gameplay he would show me and i'm like that's one of the things i noticed that stood out was the music in this game is actually really good yeah it, i i have mortal kombat 11 i really like fighting games myself so i can definitely agree with the music composition like they did very well with even if they remade a lot of the older songs from the older games they really changed it up so this way it feels more now like it changed with the times and it felt really good yeah like throughout the entire india throughout the entirety of the game like it felt very good the next uh the next award went to outstanding achievement in character and no that is not how you are as a person that was character development <laughs> or characters in the game uh we had control uh the character was jesse faden death stranding cliff unger uh, another death stranding seth uh sam porter bridges star wars jedi fallen order was grease and untitled goose game the goose and that was the winner I felt like that was kind of a cop out. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Goose Game is a good game, but it, it was just like, why? Because you are literally the person in control of it. And maybe that was the reason why people chose it. Because um, you so. are the sole person and you are the one basically giving it its identity. Whereas so. with these other games, they already had it. And I I, I don't know. It, it just seemed like people just wanted to vote for it yeah. because it was a fun game. That might be true. Because yeah. Grease, Grease is not even a playable character in Fallen Order. Right. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's what they were yeah, naming yeah exactly death stranding but at least he was an antagonist in the fact that he was you could like they did a very good job with the character development although sam porter bridges that name bugs me just based if you <laughs> played the game or watched the game it's annoying but I, I appreciated what they did with those characters it, it gave them depth there wasn't of course any with the goose so right it was just so, interesting that that was so the winner that, that that got me a little bit when they that was one of the ones that bothered me like there was some really good comp, you know competitors in there and then the goose who <laughs> Who really is just you? Just Which you. again, maybe yeah. why they chose it. Yeah, yeah. That that so, one is oddly debatable. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like with the uh, with what Jake said, like you're the one that's giving the identity to the goose. Do you think they just chose it because now they're saying like you, you, the player, you, the consumer, you gave this identity to them, therefore you are the character of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what they're going. Everybody gets a participation award. Woo! I want to I want a dice award this year. <laughs> that was the goose. I was the goose was the of goose. Untitled Goose Game. Uh, next, uh, the next award went to uh, Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, which I think this was a really highly competitive one here. You had Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Concrete Genie, Control, Death Stranding, and Resident Evil 2. And the winner went to Control, uh, which again, another reason why I want to play Control. But all these games looked fantastic. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, not surprised seeing Death Stranding in there. Um, yep. Yes. Or concrete genie just based on what i'm seeing and yeah, resident evil 2 modern warfare was a little iffy for me um i feel like there was plenty of games that were made that could have bumped that out of that top five i agree mm -hmm. um and then resident evil 2 i i think they did a very good job um remastering it yeah but to me it was also a remaster um, it is a remaster it is an original art direction i guess or whatever the case may be but um i am glad that control won <laughs> and i definitely like you said um I want to play it even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal game. All right. Somebody All take right. this next three. All right. I'll take this. I'll take them. All right. So outstanding achievement and animation. Uh, nominees were Call of Duty, uh, Days Gone, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, and Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, winner being Luigi, Luigi's Mansion 3. 
Um, I, of course, do not have a Switch, um, so I'm going to leave this to or see you guys on how you feel about that being the winner. So I can understand it for being animation. When I think of animation, I think of uh, like I'm I'm a big anime nerd, so I think of anime. Therefore, out of these games, like Luigi's Haunted Mansion was the most animated one. The other four were basically based on trying to look realistic. Hmm. That's an interesting take on that. That is an interesting take on that. I, I mean, I can, I can definitely see that. And with Luigi's Mansion, um, I mean, they did a lot of good things with this game. Like it just, it just flowed in a way that you never would have thought a Luigi's Mansion game would have ever taken if you ever played the older ones. Um, so I, I can agree with this one for sure. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, I personally don't even believe that should be in this game. I, I don't know where they're basing that one off that. Um, Days Gone. I, I could throw Days Gone in there. Um, Death Stranding, for sure. I, that that game is going to be a reoccurring. Even though it didn't win that many awards on here, like the fact that it's in so many categories speaks it's to like, itself. Yeah, it says something. Yeah, it says something about that game. And then Devil May Cry 5 is because, you know, you can't have Dante too far away from any award. <laughs> that's, that's true that is also true yeah i mean i can understand devil may cry just due to the yeah. fact like the animation for the demons uh death stranding yeah. the animation for those black tar monsters yep. again i haven't played yep. death stranding so i don't know what they're called i forgot uh, the name of them see days gone i can understand because of the freakers and the hordes but sure. yep. call of duty i'm just like but yeah why? the guns yeah they're, they're animated but they're supposed to look realistic yeah and when you look at these games you have four quasi-realistic games and then luigi's mansion yeah um, one that looks like a cartoon when I think, yeah and when i think of outstanding achievement i mean again i didn't play it so I don't have a lot of experience with it, but just from what I've seen, it's definitely a, uh, I don't want to say isometric, but it's a part of the walls cut out and then you're looking at them from like one angle. Um, so like, to me, that didn't seem like that's a lot of work compared to something like Death Stranding, which all the little particles and all of, like the little puddles that and the explosions that they have, like it's it's insane what they were able to do with yeah. a console. And yes, yeah. I, I just don't see how Luigi's Mansion fits into this unless they were just trying to put it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I- I think maybe what Mike said is a good point. And then maybe the idea that they put it on a on a switch, you know, a mobile yes. portable console. But that I mean that's the I only thing I could think. Or eyes on it. I, I guess yeah. I could see that the case. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think it I mean it did look like it did look good, like visually. And the animations yeah, were all really smooth and stuff. So Yeah. But I don't know. Like like you were saying, Death Stranding, I mean that's it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's one of those games that I just I don't know how that one got beat in this in this specific yeah. category. All right. So the next one we got uh, is Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction. Uh, the nominees were A Short Hike, Control, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. Uh, Control won this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> to the list. Um, I had not played. I only played Untitled Goose Game. Um, the other three, I, of course, have not played. But um, just again, based on what I'm seeing with control, I, I see that being the case. There's a lot to a lot to handle. It looks like with that game, trying to make the I guess the fights flow correctly in order for you to move from section to section, story, just all of that um, probably took oh. a lot of time and work. Absolutely, because the way it progressed is you would go into one part, you'd go into certain parts of the bureau because you're in this government building called the house, and it's an ever going building like 
it looks like a normal little three story on the outside. But when you go inside of it, you're inside of it for the entire game. It's ever changing. Uh, the enemy like completely restructures everything. So you have to hmm. fight around that. And then just the way that the villains attack, the way that you end up leaving people behind or anything like that, they come back and bite you in the butt. It Again, phenomenal game. If you haven't played it, highly recommend it. That's all I got to say. Yep, going to have to get it. All right. And then uh, the next one we got, um, Outstanding Achievement in Game Design. We have Baba is You, Disco Elysium, Outer Worlds, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and Slay the Spire. Uh, uh, Baba is You is the winner. Um, I mm. I get uh, why it was. It's a very interesting game. Um, I would like to pick that up at some point. Um, I've played Slay the Spire quite a bit. Um, it's a it's a really good game. Uh, I I really enjoyed it, but um, I can see uh, Bob as you is clearly the winner in this just because it's so unique. It I agree. Like to it, be able to have a puzzler where you basically just change around like mm-hmm. wording and things like that. It just like makes you think outside the box. You don't get that weight. You don't get that too often. That is true. That is true. Personally, I and it's because I think it was the only award they were nominated for but i really wanted to see Sekiro shadows die twice get it but it's whatever i mean you're right having a puzzler it's like like as as baba is you take it i mean that's that that is satisfactory but hey Sekiro's die Sekiro shadows die twice got game of the year at the video game awards oh that's true i didn't think about that good so won something i did win I something. got something out of it you go. got something that's more than i've got <laughs> We'll go, we'll go into the next um we'll go into the next category. So it, the next category is online game of the year and our contestants were Apex Legends, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, trash game. Um, tra- um Tetris 99, <laughs> um Wargrove all being part of this competition here and our winner is Apex Legends. How do you feel about that, Jake? How do you feel about it winning over Destiny 2? Shadowkeep <laughs> see i told you i was gonna do it i told you i was gonna do it uh, i again i was happy to see destiny 2 um get on there i but the player base has been falling so i understand why it didn't win um apex legends i again the arena type uh what's the name of that type of game battle royale. like a battle royale yeah, yeah yeah that's it that's it um never got into them but i can understand there's been a lot of players they changed it to a season format um change out some of the characters so they've they've done a lot to really ramp up the game from when it was first released um i i was happy to see tetris 99 on there <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh that another that's battle royale game, game. <laughs> mm-hmm. but see that that one just is just rooted in nostalgia uh, oh, yeah. against other people so uh i was glad to see that but it did hurt to see destiny 2 lose yeah I and and I that's hard because that Destiny 2, I mean, Destiny pretty much changed the landscape of online games for a little bit, but then so has Apex Legends. Apex Legends has changed the, the landscape of what a battle royale game can be, yeah. And uh, maybe someday they make uh, they make battle royale games their own their own uh category, but with the way the way the online gaming community has been recently so heavily focused on battle royale. I think maybe Apex Legends probably deserved it because they've been incredible in the way they've been adding to it and making it something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I def- 
sorry about that patrick but i definitely want to give a shout out to um respawn entertainment for really putting together a battle royale like apex legends as we know that they were actually the original cast that created modern warfare 2 call of duty and then they you know that they had a fallout and they became respawn entertainment which created titanfall so uh, they true, did, true, true, something true. definitely and supposedly they're in works with a number three which i can't wait for and i'm actually yeah. very happy that they got an award for this do you think that the fact that apex legend was a free-to-play kind of put in a big little bump on the fact of it winning yes 100 percent. sure 100 yeah i mean you didn't see PUBG up here and that's true. 20 bucks i think yep um and but but you could easily say that Fort, Fortnite could have been on there it could have, and uh, it wasn't. But Fortnite it. didn't come out in 2019. Not wrong. Well, Apex Legends was you know a 2019 what? release. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe it was early 2019. Oh, man. I feel like it's been out for years. Yeah. Obviously. That's something I keep forgetting. This yep. <laughs> These games February were, uh, 4th. 4th, 2019. These games are all 2019 oh, yeah. games. Some of them feel like they've been out for forever. Yeah, yeah for real. It so, just turned one. Man. So now we're going to head into our portable game of the year. Which um, I it's so surprising. I don't even know why this is even on there. But Call of Duty Mobile is on there. It's something Jake should pick up. Um, so we have Grindstone, Sayonara <laughs> Wild Hearts, Sky, Children of the Light. Um, what is golf? Question mark. And our winner was Sayonara Wild Hearts. Thoughts? Good game. It kind of reminded me if y'all ever played the mobile game uh, Subway Chaser. Yeah, if y'all that's know what the I'm one talking you're, you're running through the subway, right? Yeah, you're running through the subway and you're going yeah. left or right or up and mm-hmm. down. So it's kind of like Temple Run, but you're a kid on the subway. Yeah, that was a fun game. Yeah, it reminds one. me of that, but it's got like a killer soundtrack to it. And then it's got a good in-depth story. And it's not just going left and right, up and down. Like you're going into full-on battling, flying, motorcycle riding, boss fighting, all that just in one game. Yeah, I think uh, I think for for mobile games it probably deserved it. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer right now, and it actually does look pretty dang interesting. I'm not even going in front about that. Yeah, Queen Latifah oh. narrated it. <laughs> All right, that's, fun that's fact. an interesting fun fact right there. All right, our next um category right here is outstanding achievement for an independent game. We always love the indie developers, and our contestants were a short hike, Disco Elysium, Sayonara, Wild Hearts untitled goose game and what is golf question mark so our winner here was untitled goose game shocker i think shocker yeah (laughs) no surprise (laughs) who would have thought being an absolute jerk to people would actually make it such an amazing game like but that goes back that goes back to what jake said earlier you are the one defining its characteristics and personality so therefore you are the jerk that's deep that is deep. You are the jerk. Wait, Jake, you played I it, right? Ch- I charge $100 an hour. Jake, you uh, played it, right? Yeah, I played it. Yeah, so Jake, so you're much. a jerk. Yeah. No, I, I never said I finished it. <laughs> no, I, 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 helped the, I, I helped the guard out. Like, I was trying to get him his tools. Like, I never got out of the first area. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I don't want to be a nice goose. Um, There's such thing as a nice goose. Oh. I mean, when I look at this list, um, again, uh, Mike's the only one that really played Sinar Wild Hearts. Uh, no one really, pl- no one played Disco Elysium. Yeah. Uh, a short hike was the first time I heard of that. And what the yeah. golf? I'm mad I didn't know about that because that looks like a fun game. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah. I feel like the list was kind of lacking. Um, yeah. Like, I'm kind of surprised there weren't more indie games uh, that could have been on this list that were maybe more prominent. I feel like there was... Maybe maybe I'm just remembering wrong, but I feel like this year was a pretty good year for independent games. I thought but so, too. Now, For now, I, you know, I can't even bring one up. Not me either. <laughs> Don't ask me that. title Goose Game was pretty good. That's not my job. That's not my job. I mean, a good game for me, oh, Lord, what was it? Time Spinner. Time Spinner was an indie game, and I absolutely adored that game for the Switch. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. That's all right, though. There's, I mean, the, Untitled Goose Game was on there. That was a good game. Yeah, it was. Apparently, it, it won. It would prob- probably have won regardless of who was up there. For sure. I, I agree with that. All right, next up we have Immersive Reality Game of the Year. Nominees right. were Asgard's Wrath. Blood and Truth, Pistol Whip, The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets, Traveler Saves the Universe. Trover Saves the Universe. Sorry, it looks like an A. And I yeah, it does thought there was an L. Uh, and the winner was Pistol Whip. So, out of all of these, I've only played Trover Saves the Universe and Asgard's Wrath. I haven't played the other three. I do not have any VR gear, but... No, I, uh, I have seen games of or seen videos of Pistol Whip, and that just looks like a good time. <laughs> it I, does, I, doesn't it? <laughs> you're just yeah, like, <laughs> and going to the beat of the song, like mm-hmm. it, it's such an easy concept, and for them to put it into that type of game is fantastic. Um, yeah. Again, like I said, I need to play Control. Seeing these games, like even Asgard's Wrath, like that seemed like an MMO or like not an MMO, but just an RPG, but in VR version, like. It's it looks good, and I want a VR headset now. Like I want to do everything I can to get VR. I want see. That. You're going to need a really long cord and a very open space. <laughs> I think I got that. I think I can make it work. All right, that's all that matters. <laughs> Neighbors yeah. are going to be pissed, but that's all right. It'll be fine. Yeah, they'll, they'll fine. they can take one for the team. They yeah. can come over and play as well. Yeah. Put a sign outside your door. I don't like <laughs> many years. VR in progress. Do not bother. Exactly. Immersive reality technical achievement nominees are Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Pistol Whip, Stormland, Westworld Awakening. And the winner was Blood and Truth. So Westworld Awakening, I did not know it was a game. And I did not, not either. <laughs> I also so don't I have Westworld. VR stuff, so uh Yeah. Damn. Well, that, that's we've established. We'll get that. We'll get. That. Don't, worry. Don't worry. That will happen. It's just <laughs> yes. it costs a lot of money. Hey, you never know. We might make it big. We might get ad sponsors. The revenue might kick in. We might just be able to buy one for everybody. You know what? We could. <laughs> if that's you think goal. it, it will come into existence. At least right. that's what the motivational poster I have in my room says. Fake it till you make it. That too. All right. Uh, nope. I already read that one. Strategy simulation game of the year nominees are Ano. 1800 Fire Emblem Three Houses, yes. Oxygen Not Included, Slay the Spire, Total War Three Kingdoms, this and the winner so was Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is these these games were yes seriously competitive. Like that's some, that's a good list of simulation games. There strategy games. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping to see Age of Empires two uh, definitive I, edition. I, <laughs> I, do you think uh, Javon's happy about this? He's very happy about this. I don't know. He looks disappointed. 
I am That's ecstatic about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fire Emblem Three Houses was definitely um, a good choice for this one. It, it's just so much story, so much sacrifice, so many tears, and uh, play it on hard. For anybody listening that hasn't played Fire Emblem Three Houses, play it on hard. It's definitely worth the trip, and um, it, especially with the content they're coming out with soon, you're actually going to be able to add a fourth house to it now. So it's it's going to be <laughs> played so on hard with or without permadeath. Four houses? Four houses. Oh, yeah, you need permadeath in there. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing, there's no worse feeling than having your favorite character because you know that for a fact that they have to go into this very, very bad situation. And you're like, look, I have nobody else that can do this, and only you can do this. And I know you can do it, but and in reality, I feel like you can't, but you can somehow pull it off. And sometimes it works, other times it doesn't. But when it doesn't, you're not playing the game for a couple of days. So uh, it it's definitely a very immersive game. Uh, and I would definitely recommend it if you're big into strategy. Oh, I got to get it because I just got a switch for Christmas. So it's such a good, it's a great game. I know I want it. It looks amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Very happy with this one. Very happy. Yeah. All right. All right, Patrick, take on the sports sports game of the year. Nominees were FIFA 20 Madden NFL 20 MLB, the show 19 NBA 2K20 and NHL 20. That is every sports game that mattered that came out. <laughs> That's the only and, sports game that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and the winner was FIFA 20, which to be honest, I think I think that's the only option here. Uh, Even though so NBA NBA has been making some good strides with their story mode, but the technical like what they add to FIFA every year technically is just ins- insane. Uh, I I'll go ahead, Jovan. I, I personally, if I was to choose a sports game, I'd give it to NHL. Um, oh, so and fair. the, the re, the, that's just a fan take. And the reason why I say NHL is because at least I can fight someone if I get angry at them. <laughs> like, in, in hockey, you can fight them. You just go to the penalty box for 20 minutes and we're done, man. Like, th- that's it. Like, there's at least something going on. Like, there, there's not hasn't been much change. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, there, there's not really. I, I, I'm surprised that sports game of the year is an actual thing. I feel like this should be like a once every five year occurrence because agree, it's because, like not much changes. Because really, these games are the same as last year's games, right. just with slightly Updated different, rosters. like slightly better graphics or something. Updated. NHL, I don't play sports NHL games, so I don't know FIFA crap. 20 are pushing the limits of what physics can do in a game. Or yes. Collision physics. Those two games, Madden, Madden 20 wasn't all that good, but it was one of five sports games that came out this year. Um, MLB The Show, have no idea. Uh, NBA 2K20 is pushing, this, is pushing the story mode of games really far. Uh, but FIFA and NHL both come out with that. The physics engines that just are incredible. And I'm a, I'm a FIFA fan, so I was happy that FIFA won. I'm also an NHL The last sports game I played was probably Tiger Woods. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So I did play NHL like back when it was like NHL 09 or whatever it was. I really liked it, but I've just never been into sports games, except unless it's golf, then I'm into it. The last sports game I played was Golden Tee at Buffalo Wild Wings. The last sports game I played was Wii Bowling. 
It's been about <laughs> two months since I played Golden Tee, so okay, that's fair. Yep, that that should have won. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> why is there no arcade game of the year? down. Uh, next up on the list was role playing game of the year. Uh, we had Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, Kingdom Hearts Three, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, and the Outer Worlds. The winner being the Outer Worlds. What do you think about? That? Fantastic choice. Um, it was such a good game. I, I guess I gotta play it now. You you do. Uh, if you like the Fallout series, um, specifically the uh, 360s, uh, where it was New Vegas and three and all of that, um, that's that's where you want to go. Can I make a teddy bear nuke? Uh no. Oh. But you can do some. They have some uh, scientific weapons, uh, which are kind of like special weapons in the game. Uh, where you Batman. can do some pretty crazy stuff. Ooh, uh, Mikey, likey. Think if I remember correctly, there's one where you can shrink somebody. Hmm. I'm okay with it's that. Totally wrong, but um, that's a lot. Of- but what's what's really cool about it? Um, there's just so again with a Fallout game, there's choices, there's different endings. Uh, you could honestly spend. I think I put 20 plus hours into it because I was trying to do every side quest um, and get a specific ending. But there's people that are speed running it in 14 minutes. What? Um, Holy yeah. crap! Um, because you can get the worst possible ending. Uh, oh my you can goodness! In the game, pretty quickly, uh, if you follow the right path. So wow. um, it, it's a really good game. Uh, the story, the story is good. The characters were very good. Uh, the gunplay was a, a little lackluster. But again, I've been playing the best first-person shooter, Destiny 2. Um, Yikes. <laughs> hot take so so again uh Cold i really take. recommend playing the outer world <laughs> uh if you have not yet um so my take on this entire category i think this entire uh, probably unpopular opinion but i feel like a lot of these um games on this list here for role-playing game of the year is a little bit lackluster um and the reason why i want to say that is final fantasy um shadowbringers that's pretty good i mean i believe that's the mmo right 14 yeah. that's the mmo yeah so yeah. that's the mmo so the mmo is always going to sneak its way into there um disco elysium of course you know is nominated for other other takes yep. over there um kingdom hearts 3 i honestly do not know why it's even in there um i don't believe it should be in there and pokemon is always going to end up being in this category just because it's a pokemon game and there's nothing that really rivals it until temtem actually makes a splash later on so I don't want to go too far off topic, but isn't Temtem just a rehash of Pokemon just from what I saw? Like, it is literally yeah. Pokemon. Okay, that's so, what I thought I was watching. They've, they've added some new features. They, they, call it, uh, they call it what Pokemon was always supposed to be. So hmm. take, take that, you know, take with that what you so, will. So like the entire premise of it, like I know we're not going to go too far. Um, this will probably be for another video if you want to chat about it. But yeah. essentially like you can like, they have like a metamorphosis type of thing where you can mix different type of monsters together or like different Pokemon, if you will, to create different types. And then instead of having these things called PowerPoints, which is basically, let's say if you use like flamethrower, you have five out of five. So that means you can use it five times right. um, before you have to like regen. And Temtem is a stamina bar. So you can't use your most powerful move all the time or else you're going to be running out of stamina instead, which makes it more of a, a tactical RPG type of game um, than Pokemon is. So 
like I said, take that for what you will. We could definitely chat about it another time. But like in my opinion, it has a really good chance into being in this category probably sometime this year um, for 2020. Yeah, because it's still it was in alpha last year and it's beta yeah. this year and it'll be released this year. So it'll be up for this year's yeah. awards. Oh wait, yeah. it was only in beta this year? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think beta released in January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, that makes sense why it wasn't even included. If yeah, they correct. were gonna put Pokemon exactly. there, they would have put Temtem if it was actually released. Got it. Yep. Yeah, correct. it wasn't fully yeah, that's why released said... out of beta until uh late January, and then it went on sale for I think either twenty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if Tem- once Temtem gets all of it sorted out, hopefully it makes a big splash. Maybe it pushes Game Freak to make some modifications into how into how Pokemon does sort of their things. Hopefully and we'll see how it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Well I- yeah. Okay, I don't want to go too far. One last thing I want to say. Do it. Uh, going back to what Call of Duty, um, it kind of has the formula that they aren't going to fix it because it's always working. Right. I don't yes. know if Tencent's going to be able to push the boundaries of enough to where Pokemon or Game Freak is going to be like, all right, we need to change something. I would, uh, I would we'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah, we will see. I, I just, I don't see it happening. Come the on, back on just, MMO. That's the just mo- my fact thing. of the night. <laughs> The main thing that makes me actually like reserve hope for this entire thing is the fact that Temtem is an MMO rather than just a standard RPG without a story. Right. So with that aspect, it That's just true. might okay. it just might push that competitive thing cuz like Pokémon is a competitive game. It can be a very competitive game and if they and if a lot of the competitive people are going to Temtem for the more strategic like look on things, then Game Freak and Nintendo would have no choice but to adopt that. So that's why I'm holding that's why I'm holding hope. So okay, there's to keep going off that topic for a quick second and correct me if I'm wrong. Tim Tim MMO. So people yes. out in the world, out in the server, they can communicate, they can chat with one another, they can battle, they can trade immediately right then and there. And it's kind of got the same rates. aspect of the wildlands in Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's just in the wildlands when you're out there. It's just basically you by yourself unless you go to a raid and put it to open to public. And then right, you correct. can all battle the same thing at once. But if you go up to a random person that's just like walking around and exploring the area just like you are, the only thing that happens is they give you some type of item. You don't get to get their name. You don't yep. get to battle them. You don't get to trade them. You don't get to see their Pokemon. Yeah, uh, it's not nothing a, like it's that. It's not a exactly. true social game. Yeah, it's not a social game. Well, the thing is, like the Nintendo Switch is not really a a social console, anyways. Have you looked at its friends list? I mean, I can't even yeah. send messages to my friends, let alone game chat. Nintendo, so, I mean, all, kind of all around, hasn't had a good social platform yet. No. Correct. So, like, I, that's why I'm saying, like, eventually, if Temtem, if that, if it breaks the mold, it could cause a lot of havoc for what Game Freak and Pokemon have up. The only yep. thing that'll be holding them is nostalgia at some point. Yep. I agree. And also, right, uh, um, oh, I do ahead. want to give one shout. I'm sorry, Patrick, but oh, Game Freak, make a better version of Dragonite for the next like gen, please. I, I need this. My heart we needs need, this. You do you, do you okay. want like a Galarian version? I I need a Gal I I didn't have an Alolan. I didn't get a mega evolution. I didn't get a Galarian. I need something at this point, Game Freak. <laughs> Come I'm, on, Game I'm Freak. tweeting this video to you. All right? <laughs> Make a clip of it. Hear me out. <laughs> All 
<laughs> All right, guys. Uh, racing game of the year was next up. Uh, had a crash team racing nitro fueled vroom, dirt vroom. rally 2.0, F1 2019, Mario Kart Tour, and Trials Rising. Mario Kart Tour took the award. I don't understand that. I don't either. That's the is that's that's the that's the one, mobile right? the, game. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't it is. It. Oh, that's right. I did yeah. play that. Uh, why is it in here? It I don't should, know. It, exactly it definitely shouldn't have won not as good no as, it should like crash team is the best animated one the best uh, dirt dirt rally was beautiful f1 is technically amazing and trials rising was super fun i don't get where mario kart tour even fits into this category you think it's because the, it's the mario race. name yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be like because the fact that it's a Nintendo game, it's Mario name, it's got that trademark behind it. I feel like that's the it's only reason why it got this. And it's, and it's on a phone. I don't yeah. know. So you're saying it's rigged? <laughs> it, yes. They, oh, they that might have was. paid for that award. That was the. This right here was a bust. Count on it. Yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. What's the next one? Yep. Moving on. Somebody. Yep. Somebody take over. All right. Fighting game of the year. Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, Mortal Kombat 11 went home with their trophy. I can be okay with this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't play Dead or Alive. I see it. I played Samurai Showdown when I was setting up somebody's stadia at a call center. It was kind of fun. Jump Force I own, and I just love being able to play my favorite anime characters and going full force at one another. But Mortal that Kombat is, 11, cool. those finishers, those fatalities, uh, again, going back to the audio of all those different, like, organs, bones, all that, it just it gives you those chills. Uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, anybody? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> that is a throwback. Damn. Yeah, oh, Mortal no. Kombat, definitely give it up. Shout out to... Um, who is it that makes it? Um, WB. WB makes it along with um, is it NetherRealm Studios. Maybe. Called? Don't quote me on that one. I think it's NetherRealm Studios who um, puts that together. That's where Toasty is. Shout out to them for making that game. Ever since Mortal Kombat has made a comeback, it's been doing amazing things every single time. Yeah, NetherRealm Studio. Yeah. Uh, Shiver Entertainment. Uh, QLOC. Yeah. WB Interactive. Yeah, WB is doing great things with video games too. That is surprising to me, but my power to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sure. Yeah, right. Um, so next one right here is going to be the family game of the year. Um, so we have a couple of choices: a short hike, Dragon Quest Builders Two, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker Two, Yoshi's Crafted World. Our winner was Super Mario Maker Two. I'm okay with this. That's fine. I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'm not shocked either. I'm really not shocked. I, I th- Nintendo just was like, you know what? If you guys think you're so good, you guys make the levels. We're done with this. And they just <laughs> banned the power's game of the year. Turns out so, people really could make the levels. Right. Yeah, right. One of their smartest moves. It, yeah. It, it, oh, for sure. For I sure. Just like how there's two uh, I, different uh creator games, aka Dragon Quest Builders 2 and then Super Mario Maker 2 in this category but again mario maker goes against levels dragon quest is more like a minecraft yeah i could definitely say this i'm willing to play mario maker and challenge anybody's worlds that they make any of them any of them 
It's going to be impossible. The world. Oh, yeah, I know. And yeah, I'll still beat it. All right. Hey, that'd be, that's a good little thing right there. Let's make that the double experience for the week. If you got a good <laughs> Super Mario World, tweet it at us so we can play it and see if we can beat it. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Except Jake, you know. I'm just going to see it when Jovan fails, so please send them. <laughs> nah, just keep using the freaking beep button, man. That's all you're going to be using. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> why'd you believe the word you you talk about it adventure game know. of the year um which is actually really really awesome is death stranding luigi's mansion resident evil 2 star wars jedi fallen order and legend of zelda Link's awakening our winner was star wars jedi fallen order how do yeah. we feel about that because i definitely agree with it thrilled thrilled absolutely thrilled yeah i mean there really wasn't the only one i could see that would have had some competition to it was legend of zelda because i i don't see resident evil 2 taking it because again it's kind of the same story that's already been played luigi's mansion 3 again kind of the same story death stranding was just walking around so uh you got that adventure there though you're walking Star Wars hey. Jedi. Oh, you Fall can put ladders forward. down too to traverse crevices, but at the same time, not the same. So yeah, definitely Star Wars. All I'm saying yeah. is that's been that was my favorite game of 2019. Nice. Ugh, I. You think that's a little biased because you are the no, biggest Star Wars junkie it I is, know. It is very much biased, but holy crap! <laughs> like I played it, I, I streamed the whole game on on Twitch, and uh, you, like the people who are watching me when I finished the game, we're like, dude, are you okay? I was just shocked. Somebody was like, I can't wait for you to get to the end because you're going to lose your mind. And I was, I was blown. I was just, uh, just mouth, mouth hung open, staring at the screen. Couldn't believe what had happened. Amazing. Mm. Interesting. That's one of those games that should come to Stadia. Just saying Google. <laughs> yeah. Tweeted at Google. <laughs> um, next one right here is action game of the year. Um, the cat. So the games are Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Control, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, Hero Shadows Die Twice. Our winner was Control. Um, no surprise there. It's been nominated and has won other categories. Um, it just It's just another reason to bring it up to the top of the list, to, to drop whatever you plan on playing next, and to definitely get on to playing Control. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, it's pretty much a shut up and take my money situation. Uh, I yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I got to play it. Um, it's, it's, it's a necessary. It's a necessity now. Yes. Yes. That's basically all this told me this entire game show. Yeah. Um, and then I guess for the last and not least uh, category game of the year, uh, you have Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds and Untitled Goose Game. Can y'all guess what the winner was? <laughs> well, you're wrong. I, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, our favorite hateable duck or duck, geez, goose. Jake, goose game. He's a hateable <laughs> duck. <laughs> Untitled Jake uh, Goose. Again, control just being in this category um, is fantastic. Yeah, Death yeah, Stranding, man. not surprised. Uh, Disco Elysium didn't play it, but. Seeing it in the other categories made it seem like it was a pretty good game. And then mm-hmm. this 
typo of Outer Wilds should be Outer Worlds. Um, I think they, they put there, the wrong so. one there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all spelled Outer Worlds wrong. Outer Wilds. <laughs> I, when I first saw the game of the year, I looked at Outer Wilds and I was like, no, that's supposed to be Outer Worlds. What the heck is wrong with this list? And, 100%. Exactly and then a game that doesn't even have a name one. Yeah, untitled. <laughs> it's untitled. It's the untitled so, game of the year. Do you guys remember Goat Simulator at all? Did you guys yeah, ever play yes. it? I got the platinum. I watched it. Yes, I do. See, and that's it's definitely not as crazy as it as Goat Simulator, but that's what it reminds me of. It's just a random game that got thrown <laughs> out there, and it's just a good time. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely, I think it does deserve the win. Um, just a out of left field game deserves that, and it's an indie title too, so that makes it even better. That that is yeah. that is a nice little nice little touch there, indie game. Yeah, so they true. even they have a chance. They can make wonder, it big. Did Undertale, did Undertale get any awards? Like when it did come out, under uh, I can't remember. I like the uh, I like the header, not the header, but the very first line of this article that uh, was put on Hollywood Reporter it says Hideo. Uh, Kojima's Death Stranding and Remedy Entertainment's Control couldn't best a Naughty Goose at the 23rd Annual Awards show in Las Vegas. <laughs> that Naughty Goose. Came out 2015. Oh, those those are the Dice Awards. Those were. Yeah, this, that was a lot. So overall, how did you feel about the Dice Awards? Well, I was. it was nice to know that Jessica Chobot still had a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that she was still in the industry. Um, so that was a good, that was a high point. Oh, I, I think uh, I, I like that they had a, a, a nice call out to Amy Hennig. I think she deserves it. Mm-hmm. And then the other person who went to the Video Game Hall of Fame. Oh, she, man. I can't even remember who, what her name was. She had like 10 minutes to herself, and none of us remember her name. I, and I literally just listened to it. But anyway, well, she definitely deserved it. Oh, absolutely. That Especially was, being that was, like that, that cool to see. guiding hand, that creative thinker, that motivation behind a lot of those. Connie Booth? Dev- yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. She got an award that she definitely she definitely deserved. So that's been the Dice Awards. We went over a bunch of different things. Uh, really quick, name off something that you want to play for the rest of the week. Jake? Oh, the rest of the week, which means I have to get on my phone so I can play control. It's basically what? Man. Did anyone else have audio breakout on that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I did too. Okay. okay. Um. So I don't know what happened, but... Uh, I was just saying cool. Mass Effect Andromeda is going to be the game I'm going to finish and then I'm going to delete it and then I'm going to of course put control on there after I'm done. So There you go. Jovan. Uh so my game lineup as it's not a surprise to Jake is going to be this next season of Modern Warfare. Um it's going to be <clears throat> on my list here. Um I'm going to actually be focusing on The Witcher next um, that's actually gonna yeah the witcher 3 is gonna be uh i'm gonna try to get the platinum trophy for that that's my next game so gotcha and definitely gonna add controls to the list later on so excited for that sweet patty yeah i i don't know what my uh, i guess i haven't started bloodstains yet on the switch so i'll start that next game i buy has got to be control i mean after after these awards yeah i gotta get it Agreed. It's a great game. I got it on Xbox One X. I love it. Just seems like it's a necess- it's a necessary thing to do now. Here, take yes. my money, like one of you said earlier. I'll be playing Iconoclast on the Switch, Darksiders Genesis, take and it. Snack World. Snack World. Yes. Snack World. Hey, maybe I should check out Disco Elysium. It had a lot of nominations as well. It did. For sure. And 
Definitely pick up um, Fire Emblem too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's on my list. I, I did I did an entire spin in my computer chair because of that win right there. So <laughs> definitely worth it. All right, all right. Any last words, guys? Um, uh, I just want to say thank you for having me. Uh, this has oh, been fun. Jake. Absolutely. Happy Valentine's Day, right. Jake. You're welcome. Oh. To- oh, look at that's that's sweet. Thank you, Jovan. He's nice giving you a rosebud. And well, Jake, yeah. and, Jake and Jovan, y'all are welcome here anytime. This has been uh, <laughs> it's been nice not having to fill an hour and a half or two hours of of dialogue with just two of us. That <laughs> <laughs> hurts my pride. Yeah. No offense, Michael. Uh, like we 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 just hope that it's it was okay all that me and Jake talk a that. lot of trash to each other. Oh, like, yeah. it's, it's like we always have side chats at each other. It's a nice, yeah, we'll, it's a nice little rivalry we got going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do more of that. Uh, because I, I mean, I'll always win the arguments. It's not going to matter, but it'll still be fun either way. <laughs> I swear it. I don't. I don't. I just don't get it. How many? Like you saw the episode of SpongeBob where the old man says like he loves the young people. How many times do I teach you this lesson, old man? All right. How many times? <laughs> what lesson that you are terrible at video games? I mean, that's nope. fine. If it clapped you in video games all the time. I went on the Xbox to play Destiny with you. All right. Yeah, and you were. I'm getting on that PC to play with them. No, I clapped. Yeah. Your cheeks. Destiny. That's where it's at. Oh. All right. So as always, everybody, you can follow me at, at BioGamer on Twitter. You can follow Patrick at. Lethringa, B-L-O-D-H-T-H-R-I-N-G-A. All right. Uh, Jake is not on social media because he doesn't want the government tracking him. I have a Twitch. That's about it. Right See, Follow that's all Twitch. he's got. Follow him on Twitch. What's your handle? Juicebox guy. There hey. you go. I like and it. you yeah. follow Javon at? At B-E-B-O dot A-R-W on Instagram. Or if you want to play with me on any sort of video games like Modern Warfare or anything like that, a.k.a. Jake, um, he won't join us. But... um. <laughs> it'll be on losers. PSN. No, well, you definitely want to be with winners. So it's it's that's exactly why you would want to join my team. So, anyways, um, it'll be D E A T H S underscore Echo, and you can join me at any time. Yeah, guys. Uh-huh. So if y'all if y'all are listening to us on podcast, be sure to hit that follow button. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe, like the video, give us a give us a nice little ring of that bell. And uh, keep back. mentioning that until we hit at least a hundred followers. So we got a while. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. As always, this has been the Double XP Podcast, and have a good one. Peace out.